Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We drink tequila, we talk. Welcome to Team Tequila Talks. Talk, talk. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Tequila Talks. This episode is very interesting because it brings us to a week where it is National Margarita Day. Now, I personally don't believe in kind of the fluffy, silly holidays. For example, I've, no, I've never celebrated Valentine's Day because I am in the camp of if you have enough love in your life, you don't need a special day for it. Every day is Valentine's Day. Say what you want about that. Yep. It's a personal philosophy. It is. I agree. I agree. I think 364 days of love and then 365. I think we can get into like how many days do you need love. I think you need love 365, not just on a one holiday. And I think the corporatizations of love days, never get it. So this is what I believe to be true about National Margarita Day. If you want a margarita, just go get it, right? I know that when I'm craving a margarita that I can always find one by like at least dinner time. Mm. <laughs> Easy peasy. So on that note, I was actually, I was thinking about this and we're gonna get into some fun tequila stuff. But did you guys know, we have a very special guest today. This is Kaylee Well, and we were lucky enough to work together on Roswell, New Mexico. Yeah, we were. Hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having me. And the reason that I really wanted to bring Kayla on the show is because we had some fun tequila adventures in Santa Fe. Some. I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up. I was thinking about it on the way over here. We got a little crazy. Yes, and the thing about Santa Fe, for those of you who don't know, is that the elevation factor is real. No, wait, does that help or hurt? Oh, it helps. It's, well, okay. you know, it helps, I think, if you know about it. But if you are unaware about how the elevation affects the absorption of tequila into the bloodstream, then uh, it can sneak up on you. I'll so just put it that is way. It, is it a head head high or like a body thing or is it both? I think it's everything. So Got it. we definitely had an experience where we're like, okay, we wrapped, we wrapped a few good episodes. Let's have a night out. We were good girls pretty much leading up until after we wrapped. And then we're like, all right, here we go. And the thing about Santa Fe that we weren't aware of, it's really hard to find a place to drink at. It sure is. It's it is a sleepy small town. Sleep. Is that like a retirement? I, feel, I think when I think of Santa Fe, I think retirement community. Is that accurate? I would say more resort community. Okay. And I think that their season is really in the summer. And so when we were specifically there, it was kind of in between the time that she's referring to, right. I believe was sort of in between the seasons because it gets quite cold and they attract some skiers, but it really mm. is similar to maybe Palm Springs oh. where you are heading out for some summer warm desert time. So think like quiet town, mm -hmm. really cold, sort of, you know, it was it's beautiful, but a lot of people get up early for hikes and that kind of thing. It is not a nightlife town. So we found ourselves, at a random motel bar yes. and we're talking we just like hopped the fence and we're like hey we need a few drinks and they're like sorry we're closing and we're like cool Cass looks at me and she's like should we just order three right now I'm like yeah absolutely <laughs> three tequila sodas please right now and then we just sat and drank and we're like okay where to next we could not figure out where to go because there was no other place to go so our friend, who's the creator of the show, <laughs> happens to have a house. We're like, great, cool. She definitely has tequila. She's not there, but we figure out how to get into her house Wait and into her tequila Sorry. cabinet. Pause. Time out. 
So you broke? No, into... she was aware. She was aware okay. of us getting into her house. Okay. You know, one of those, like, here's the hidden key. She was aware there was a lockbox situation. This was an Got approved it. break and entry, not Got an it. illegal break and entry. A, a tequila break and entry, That's which right. is always the best kind. Yes. Urgency. And, yes. And you know, Cass loves to try and fit into small spaces. <laughs> this is the thing about her that we all love. Yes. So we basically are by ourselves shit-faced and facetiming all of our friends who wants a, a late night facetime from two shit-faced people not me but we were giving it out right and left and then finding all these awesome spots for cast to fit into which i mean the idea of this is one thing but the reality and seeing her contort her body into the smallest spaces Cirque du Soleil is calling and they want you i woke up with soot all over my body like Santa because I just crawled right into the chimney. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> Wait, oh, yeah. do you guys remember what type of tequila you order from this motel in Santa Fe? I do not. I remember we had a conversation about we don't want, if, if we're drinking and we have a limited time range, we want some quality tequila, but it was not the highest end motel. So our options were pretty limited. I also don't trust them. It didn't really matter what we ordered. They probably just gave us bottom shelf, whatever was open. Yeah. Oh yeah. But honestly, at that point we were so desperate. We just needed a good time and True needed fact. to like let loose. So, you know. And we didn't know, again, the elevation was news to us. We were not aware, we didn't get a warning. And I, it really snuck up that I think that we felt pretty fine, just a little loose until all of a sudden, 1.30 a.m. rolled around and we were just stumbling to an Uber to get back to the hotel. Reminiscent of when you first start to drink in high school and yeah. you think, oh, I'm not feeling it. I'm just going to have another one. I'm not feeling it. Just going to have another one. And then it hits you like a train. Wow. We were high schoolers again and it was brilliantly fun. I would do it again in a heartbeat. Let's just do it again. Let's just do it again. Let's just do it again right now, you guys. Deal. There's a lot of spots, Cass, you can hide in right you here. You know what? We're at Motel Casa de Amel Coleman right now and we're about to true. sample because in the spirit of National Margarita Day, Woo. we are talking about Cuervo and Thousa. That is correct. So um, the reason that we decided to go this route was because Thousa and Cuervo are what started tequila. They are the beginning of tequila dating back to the 1700s. So we have all of our particulars, how we like to drink tequila, what types of tequila we like to drink, what type of margaritas or mixers or cocktails we like. And we wanted to bring it back to the beginning. So we wanted to dive a little bit deeper because when we looked into this story, we realized that we found out that there's actually a little bit of drama between these we two tequila, tequila OGs. Yes. So Sherry's gonna uh, hit us with a little history lesson. Okay, first and foremost. Oh, cheers! Before we get Ooh, into this, yeah. About yeah. Okay, wait, so what are what are we trying right now? What this is is the Cuervo. Cuervo. Okay. And this is Cuervo Tradicional. Yes. Okay. Is this like wine where you smell it, or okay. you just go right in? You can. Depends on the tequila. Mm, it's caramelly. That you know what? Okay, so this is That's the Añejo. Which is a big factor when you are sipping, obviously. I personally, you know, my rule of thumb, and there are exceptions to this, mm -hmm. silver is for mixing, reposado and ajo are for sipping. Yes. And Sherry's going to, we're, we're going to touch on that in okay. a minute. So Hit us. tequila. A little bit of history is tequila sort of kind of lost its way in the 20th century. In short, a lot of producers abandoned the traditional, the traditional time-honored method of making tequila. 
Um, machines were created to remove as much of the sugar from the agave plant as possible in order to get the most amount of liquid from the fermentation and distillation. Um, some companies started using a mix of agave and other sugars, which is a no-no. Mm. Es- especially in this room. Especially in this room. <laughs> um, and the, when you do that mixing, it's called a mixtos. The products were called mixtos. They were allowed into legislation in 1964 with a minimum requirement of 70% agave making up the re- recipe. However, that was reduced to 51% in 1970. So effectively, in the 70s, they were drinking 50% agave and uh, 51% and 49% whatever sugar huh. they could find. Yeah. So basically, they got to a point where they broke 200 years of tradition and yeah. said, how can we get this in as many college students' hands as possible? Right. And obviously, the answer to that is make it cheaper to produce, yes. which they did. How do you make things cheaper? You water it you down. Water or in down. this case, sugar it down. Sure. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, kind of a big deal when you're talking about 100% agave. Yeah. Which they're trying to extract as much. And then companies like, oh, no, we can make a lot of money. Let's put put it back in. Right. Because the palate, any little sugar, brain high, all the things. Quality went down. So they ba- the companies basically made it a little more than alcoholic paint strippers is what they called it. <sighs> I mean, hello. As a result, tequila gained a reputation as a party drink, which we've all know about that because you're a little motel. Wait, what? Yes. <laughs> so basically, you guys are probably drinking a mixed dose in Santa Fe, Mexico, which made you crawl into a hole and mm-hmm. do all things. Mm-hmm. So it became something to throw back and shudder over. You know how like people used to be like, ooh. Yeah, yeah. Basically that. And because people like to enjoy something that seemed rough and rugged and not so great. So basically, you fast forward to the last decade and the conversation has changed. There has been moving back to towards 100% agave. And producers and drinkers are looking for a complexity of flavor. So basically, America in America, and obviously the Mexican producers, we got a little more savvy. Uh-huh. We were like, you know what, let's 70s, you know, live your life. You know, what was that big co- concert they did with all the, smoking all the weed? So Woodstock? Woodstock? Yes. So the Woodstock people were <laughs> drinking basically the shitty mixos. And then we got a little more refined here in America. We're like, you know what, no, let's return it back to the original. Let's make sipping tequilas. Let's do more complexity of flavor. And it became more popular. So today... I think we really had to work up to that, though, because you look at the tequila revolution, this mass expansion of tequila, it's really happened in the last 10 years, since about 2012. Mm -hmm. And this is where you saw the entry of Patron and bottle service and celebrities ordering Patron at the club. And then from there, I think it was further refined Mm -hmm. to actually sipping and not just shooting. Yeah. You're not, I mean, most producers of tequila, if it's in Galisco and Tequila Mexico, they actually, shooting is a very, like, um, it became Americanized because they would only sip it. Right. It's only for sipping, and we're like, no, 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 we changed the rules. We want to mix this with, like, grapefruit juice, orange, which is a citrus, which is still fine, but most tequilas are supposed to be sipped and enjoyed and, like, relaxed. Yeah, once again, we Americans took it and made it, you know. I think it was called... (laughs) Mexican bourbon whiskey? Mexican whiskey brandy. Mexican, oh. when it first came here, it was called Mexican whiskey brandy. So sipped like a brandy, mm. shared over stories. Yeah. And yeah. No cool. raging party. Right. That was actually, and that'll bring us into our little history of Cuervo versus right. I want the rivalry. Yes. I want the drama. Give and it to me. We'll get to that. So, you know, we'll give you, we'll give you a little lowdown of Salsa and Cuervo. And just on this note, tequila originally was called Mexican whiskey brandy and the founder of Sousa took it to the World's Fair in Chicago in the late 1800s 
and he won a brandy, the Colombian brandy competition. Oh, wow. Because they had no way of classifying right. it. They didn't know what this mysterious Mexican brown gold was. And so they classified it as a brandy. And then they were the, they actually licensed it and produced it and created a new class of liquor. Yep. So that was what sort of revo revolutionized tequila. And Cuervo was the first company to create tequila. They've been around since, what, the 1758? 1758. Right? You guys, this is the kind of history class I want to take. You know what? <laughs> if they had this in college, I guarantee you as an elective or even as a major, there will be more kids going to college. Yeah, absolutely. If you absolutely. can go and learn about tequila and like types of tequila, I mean, you'd be so interested. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so Cuervo was first on the scene. They were first. And they were the first company, first family to license and legally distribute tequila as we know tequila. But Salza enters the picture uh, not quite a hundred years later, or, or about a hundred years, years later, yeah. mm -hmm. and says, we're going to make it better. We're going to use the blue agave plant, which is most of the tequila that we know today. And they also found a way to change the way that tequila was processed because yeah. of the Industrial Re Revolution, because of technology. They found a way to steam the agave plant instead of just pop it into yes. an oven because previously tequila was what we now know as mezcal. Smoky, right. earthy, really fiery, and that's because of the way that the agave was processed. So the mezcal is actually the more traditional way of having oh, tequila. Wow. Yeah. And Salsa came along and said, let's use blue agave, let's steam the plant. What does steaming of, it do? It extracts the agave, and that is what the so base of the tequila sugar. is. So right. it helps take out, it's a more gent gentler way, rather than, I forget the name of the machines they were using before, but it was it's a more gentler way to reserve as much as that blue agave essence as possible. So salsa is the reason why the modern tequila is what we know it today. But Cuervo was first on the scene, so we have to give them props for that. Which is why today we are sipping both Cuervo and salsa, and we are drinking the añejo. I think the important distinction here is, is the Cuervo that we're drinking is the tradicional, mm -hmm. as opposed to the especial, because as we learned from Sherry moments ago, the especial is actually a mixto, which means that it is only 51% agave. You know what the rest of it is? Sugar. Yes. Which is okay. why we were in the, we were, we were purchasing, purchasing this yesterday and we were like, we are not drinking a mixto. So we bought their topper, little higher shelf. This is about 30 bucks maybe? I think it was 20. 20 <laughs> and the other one was like 14. We're like, I think we have six bucks. Yeah. To just get a pure blue agave and not Thank sugar. you. I appreciate it. I really appreciate that. That is quite different than the $200 class Azuls that you see. And yes. trust me, we are going to get there with those because yep. those are our favorites. favorites. But the requirement in this room is that it is 100% agave because one of the things that we are trying to educate people on in general is that as long as you don't have a bunch of excess sugars mm -hmm. or things right. that are ultra processed, you can drink tequila and feel great the next day. Yes. So it does depend on the type of tequila you're having. That is why we chose the traditional and not the especial. Which and is a huge deal. The fact that the fact that you can drink it and not have a hangover and feel somewhat it, normal the next day. You know what? I think it took took me and it takes a people a long time to realize how to drink tequila without. I mean, if you're if you're gonna mix anything with sugar, I mean anything. You're just in the best tequila. If you mix with sugar, you're in trouble. Mm -hmm. And you drink that all night. If you don't do that, people don't realize it's actually like an upper. And we've already talked to our listeners about it being an antibiotic, a probiotic, gut health, all the things. And I think 
people need to realize that when you drink even higher shelf, you're talking about like nothingness. Nothing. Well, you feel nothing the you next day. You feel nothing the next well, day. Well, we might not feel nothing the next day because Cuervo <laughs> is not where we normally drink, but let's, we're going to down the hatch and have some notes on this. Yes. So I'm going to say that this is absolutely different than the Cuervo that I drank in college. Oh, yes. I would yeah. say it's not my all-time favorite, but it is a lot smoother. I think we owe that to the Añejo element. Yes. Um, obviously, the 100% agave makes a difference. I mean, I remember tequila in college being like six ninety nine for yeah, absolutely. A and this was nineteen ninety nine. So you know, if Guys, you are looking, we're coming on up in the world. Let me tell you something. We had twenty bucks. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> so if you are looking for just a little blood orange to go with this, I have to say, I don't mind it. Here you go. I have Here one you too. Go. Yeah. I think that the blood orange is a nice compliment. You know, we, we've talked about how mm. limes are not actually the best way to bring out the flavor in tequila. They're not the most complimentary thing. But I think when you're dealing with a more standard range tequila, mm. having a little extra flavor with the blood orange is a nice mm. compliment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do we note, know why they have limes? Because in the 70s, as uh, Teacher Sherry over here explained to us, in the 70s, tequila became so hard to drink that lime was the most potent citrus to cut okay. the flavor they were trying to slice and dice mm -hmm. that right what was called plastic what, what did i say they called it um paint strippers the alcohol right. paint stripper taste so, so so lime was the easiest way to cut it correct yeah. cool. and now that we are actually trying to appreciate the flavor of tequila we want something a bit softer mm -hmm. and a bit more it this is this does the trick okay yeah. so miss sherry i'm gonna have you pour our salsa while yeah. i let uh we are fortunate enough to have whitney vasquez from radar online <laughs> back i'm gonna let her in and that is an, a very appropriate cue for her to hear about our tequila drama yes i think she will add to that we talked about some salsa history yes. we talked about some cuervo history mm -hmm. these two tequila families are legends in mexico Legend. and they are responsible for tequila being now a, a, a I would call it a global rebel revolution. I think that's Oh a, yeah, I think I think tequila changed when you can go to Italy and be like I want tequila like yeah. Sure. Paris. We have it. Yeah, we have it. It's available. And I think that's I think that's the revolution of tequila where you can go anywhere in the world. You can be in the south of France, you can be in St. Bart's, they have tequila, and I think that made it more mainstream and I think people are enjoying tequila the world because of this family that's true so thank you so uh we have whitney vasquez from radar online and before we jump into hello the, uh, that you are telling us about yes. we thought we would loop you in for some of the drama that we have discovered in our tequila research there is a bit of a fam a bit sorry that oh, there, there's a lot a lot of family, of drama. family rivalry mm -hmm. between the cuervo family and the salsa family and the interesting thing is their distilleries are only a six minute walk from each other. Ooh, that was planned. In tequila, so, um, I mean, Mexico. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You don't do that by mistake. Doesn't seem like it was a coincidence, does it? No. Uh, so there's even a rumor. There's, there's a lot of things, keep in mind, this was in the 1700s, the yes. 1800s, and not all of this is documented because Tequila Mexico is a little bit like the wild, wild west, which, fun fact, the Cuervo family, now the Beckman family, yes. is trying to, same family, different name, is trying to 
really revitalize the tequila region and make it into ostensibly a Napa cool. of Mexico, uh, okay. high-end resort, luxury train ride. Yeah. I would enjoy that way more than wine tasting. Yes. Let's do it. I would be there in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. So stay tuned on that one. However, there's all of this rumored drama between these two families. Sherry, tell us about the Romeo and Juliet. Okay. So basically, we're talking about the Salza family here. So Salza is, they call it. Salza. Yes. Cheers. They're called the Three Dons. Don Sinobio, Don Eladio, and Don Francisco. And they basically, on the mean streets, they shot and killed a rumored family member. Allegedly. Allegedly. They shot and killed a a Cuervo, one of the Cuervo family members, allegedly. Well, if you have to walk six minutes to kill someone, it's not that far, right? I mean, (laughs) you know. And then he, one of Don Don Francisco, Salza was briefly disowned for marrying a distant relative of the Cuervo family. So we're talking about family secrets here. We're talking about steam machines. We're talking about blue agave plants. So we don't know the history and how, who, what, when, where, and how, but that's on the mean streets of Mexico. And it's kind of like a Romeo and Juliet story. I guess when he met her, his father was like, oh no, you can't be with her. Then all the drama ensued. So the other thing that's interesting about that is they did disown him for a little bit. Yes. And I don't know the specifics, but basically the family said, never mind, welcome back. And then he turned around and sold the company. Ooh. So burn. Did he date her for the secrets? We don't know. We don't know. If if those walls could talk. Wow. And we all know men can be a little shady. So before he gets us into uh, modern drama, Romeo, Julia, I don't know if we have any Romeo talking this week but uh, before we get into that uh, let's get some notes on Sousa what do we think I think it's I think it's not quite as smooth as the Cuervo tradition out this is also an Añejo this is an Añejo I I do not think it's as smooth it seems a little I mean more thin if that makes sense yeah a little thin thin's a good thin's a good not as rich maybe they don't have enough of that blue agave maybe they didn't get the full recipe Mm. there's I, I don't but there's something a bit more this is gonna sound bad jagged about it rough it sounds rough rough, it it feels rougher going down than the Cuervo traditional yeah Uh, so maybe in this case we use a lime yeah actually yeah thank you that's a good this is more sounds like that tequila is gonna put some hair on your chest you know what I mean this might be the paint uh stripper yeah I think so I think the lime is way more biting than the blood orange. Oh my god! Immediate, yeah. yeah. So, oh. and this is a this is a big ripe line. So okay. Uh, you can okay. tell why they use this. Yes. It does cut it. It quickly. does. It does. It cuts it quickly. So ultimately, up to our listeners. Yeah. But maybe think about the salsa versus cuervo tradicional, yes. not especial mm-hmm. difference when you are in need of a quick fix at the liquor store for some. Basic tequila. I would go with this. Yeah, because we all Cuervo. agree too. Yeah. That's a, that's a strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We, 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 we would recommend the Cuervo Especial. Tradicional. Tradicional. Oh. Don't mix do, it do, up. Do, do, do. Don't. Don't. 1% agave. I have had, this is only my like fifth sip, but listen to Cassandra and listen to me. Okay. Baby, what's going on out in the real world? <sighs> Guys, there's so much drama going on. You speak about like a Romeo Juliet type drama. Well, we're taking it like totally opposite. We're talking crazed fan drama, okay? Ooh. So 
we're going to get right into Alexandra Daddario's drama that unfolded over the weekend. A terrifying incident happened at her home. Alex is known for, you know, the Baywatch remake with The Rock and Zac Efron. She was also in White Lotus, which we all was so good in it too. Yeah, so good. Oh my God. Okay, so LAPD was called to her home when a man with a loaded gun showed up and began banging on her door and screaming for her. Okay. When cops arrived, they detained the man. They searched his car and that's actually where they found the loaded handgun. Now, keep in mind, he showed up to her house unannounced. She did not know him. Therefore, she does not know why he was there, what his reasoning was behind, you know, bringing the gun in her the vicinity of her home. They arrested him, put a $35,000 bail on him. Somehow he was able to actually pay that. So the next day he was released. Oh my God. Okay. So he is out free. God knows where he is. And Alex is seen out with her fiance walking around town with no security at all. So this brings up a scary, a scary point, right? When does it become an obs- a fan that's a mega fan to an obsessive fan who will show up at your house unannounced? with a loaded handgun. Also, how did he know where she lived? Well, this is kind of the problem in LA. This is a huge issue, these Hollywood tours, right? And they, and a lot of people buy homes. You don't want to use your, you or your husband's name and you want to put it in a trust. And if you use even your business, there, there's a list. I found this list, Whitney, online of the top business managers in LA with their first and last names. And sometimes people put put it in their business manager's company's name or their name. And they even have a list to look up. That's why these Hollywood tours, they know where everyone lives. And yeah. I think that, you know, I don't, we, we don't ever want to get too much into politics, yeah. but there is an element of how come there's not a better system where you can have sort of, you know, how you even email is yeah. encoded or yeah. you can have a two-step verification right. or whatever. So. It seems interesting that you could just, you have to just put your name on a house and someone can look it up. So what do you do? What does she do now? I guess is the thing because she's walking around without security. Apparently maybe, maybe Andrew, Andrew form, who is her fiance, Mm -hmm. who is a film producer. Maybe he's a secret ninja. Maybe he's like, maybe he's an MMA specialist. She feels confident. Yeah. Here's the thing too. Like he was released. 24 hours after he was arrested so she might not have even realized that he was out and that brings another scary thing like the cops aren't necessarily obligated to tell you that yeah. but i mean for your well, safety and the people you that, want to be up to date the yeah. people that the the police officers that arrested him are not the police officers that would release him that's at that point it's administrative or whatever was he released on a 5150 or anything no. you know nothing no. nothing he no. Just was released. no no he he bonded out and he was out. The other thing, I mean, hopefully, I mean, hopefully this was a one-time incident. You know, she's always, she can always file an emergency restraining order if she feels the need to, if she feels that her safety is at risk. I mean, he does know where she lives now. So how do you feel safe in your home when you know that there's a man out who has already shown up to your house you don't. Gun. I think you move. I honestly, if I'm in her situation, what do you guys do? Because I would, I would I move. I would move, move or, and or what, what I've had friends do before is is rent private security that comes to your house right. and they have, they can hold, you want them actually having a legal, um, I think it's um, 
not open carry is concealing carry in California. Mm -hmm. And I would have them doing, they can do hourly. They can do from 8 p.m. to 2 a.m., whatever you can afford. I would do that because there's no way I would sleep. I mean, I don't know if they have kids, but if, imagine if you had a kid. But here's my counterpoint to that. Mm -hmm. If they can find you the first time, they will find you the second time. And I actually say this knowing a little bit about this topic. They will find you. If there is a crazy fan that wants to find you, they will. And they're going to look up your business manager, like you said. They're yeah. going to look up your trust. They're going to look up any similarities. They're going to look up your Instagram geotags. They're going to look up anything. They're going to find you. So it's not about moving. Yeah. And, and I don't really believe in appeasing crazy people, right. right? So it's more about what kind of security could I put on my home, whether that is uh, an armed security system or a security guard or maybe a, a crazy uh, Fort Knox gate. Yes. I don't know. But I, it, to me, it is something that is more defensive yes. than I'm just going to move. And if I'm Alexandra Daddario, I sign on for season two of White Lotus. Yeah, I think it's, is it, in, is it in Italy this year? It's somewhere yes, it's else. Somewhere fabulous. Really fabulous. Yeah, yeah. And I just peace out and go shoot yeah. and try and hide. And I, I mean, a man showing up with a weapon at your home, I just don't know what's a bigger violation than like even your car being broken into. I feel like a gun changes the, the narrative. Absolutely. It, it changes the game completely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we're talking about basically building a house on a hill where you are completely isolated or a gated community. And, safe. and then well, on that note, yeah. who's in a gated community? Britney Spears. Oh, yes. And obviously- And so does the Kardashians. If yes. you if you are, unless you're living under a rock, which some people may be, everybody is at least somewhat familiar with the Britney Spears drama. Mm. Hashtag free Britney. Yes. The court cases I, for Vegas yes. shows. Just her kind of crazy. She signed Instagram. a book deal, guys. That is Whitney. Yes. Tell us about the book deal. Yes. Oh my God. So yay for Miss Britney Spears. Woo. She has just signed a $15 million book deal, you Damn guys. Girl. This is one of the biggest book deals in all of history. She signed with a major publishing company. She's going to do this explosive tell-all that's going to cover everything from the ups and downs to her career to her estranged relationship with her family members, including her father and her sister, Jamie Lynn. She's going to talk about the conservatorship that she just got out of. Fans are pumped. And while they have not confirmed Britney has not confirmed and neither has a publishing house quite yet but she has been dropping little hints here and there on her Instagram she posted a typewriter and said shall I start from the beginning so fans Ooh. like are pumped they think that this is the ultimate clapback to Jamie Lynn who released her own tell-all and remember she said it wasn't about Britney but we all know that that was a fat lie and it was all about Britney guys shouldn't she start the book with once upon a time, there was a girl named Britney. No, I'm I'm back, bitch. <laughs> it's like, Britney, bitch. Yes, it's Britney, it's bitch. Britney, bitch. It's Britney, bitch. And this is my tell-all. Yeah, that's a good title. I mean, I have an issue. I have I, this is definitely a clap back towards her baby sister, basically capitalizing on her woes to make 100%. some points. I mean, hello. It's devastating. It's so sad. And and you guys, we're all of us would read this in a heartbeat. So I think. That is a fair price. I don't know one person, male or female, who wouldn't want to read that. And you know, of course, then comes bargain. all the TV specials and all the everything, mm. and I cannot wait. Do we have a timeline at all? Not yet, no. not quite yet. Okay. But I mean, they're gonna probably want to get this ball rolling, you know? Right. So by now, I would assume, like, let's think the holiday time, 
frame. They always want to push right before like Christmas and Thanksgiving and all that. I don't know if you've ever written a book before, but it takes a hot minute. I haven't, by the way. That's not me from experience. That's just (laughs) it does. That that you're you're actually right. Okay, we might be looking into like a little bit further down the road, but you know, we can all hope. This is Brittany, guys. Think about it. She's probably been writing this story in her mind. Like if I freaking cannot wait until this crap ends this conservatorship she's probably has the bullet point if it was me and i was in effective prison by my fam imprisoned by my family and business managers i would be what is that revenge list and i would be writing in my in my bed i'd be writing notes i feel like this makes she has a little hit list hit list for her book here's the best advice i have if you have a revenge list or a hit list Mm -hmm. so someone told me this years ago when I moved to Hollywood and I thought it was the most interesting thing and it has stuck with me forever. What you do when someone has really burned you is you put a bottle of champagne with a post-it note and their name on it and you stick it in the fridge and it stays there until that person's karma comes back around and then you pop it. In this case, I think we probably do a bottle of nice tequila. Yeah. However, you get the concept. Oh my God, I love it. So do I, because then- I actually like that. You keep it to yourself. You're not actively out in the world bad-mouthing anybody. You're not running around wishing ill will on people. But if someone has really genuinely burned you, you know that they've burned other people and that karma is going to come back around. Oh my God. I love this. I'm... Yes. I love it too. And then you can like relish in their karma by just popping You had nothing that to bottle. do with it. Mm-hmm. You had nothing to do with it. So it's guilt-free. You yeah. guys, I think I would need a whole the universe. freezer for this. You know what? I, I, have, I have a freezer <laughs> I would need in it. my garage. Yeah. Guess what I'm using it for. Yeah. I, I would need yeah. a whole separate Exactly. I have an extra wine fridge. If either of you guys has a truck and wants to it up you can instead of wine put bottles of tequila in there they store horizontally you could fill it up i'm gonna need a lot of post-it notes too (laughs) those go you can go through those quickly lots of trees well i'm excited to see what britney has to say i I have always been a massive britney fan i went to her concert when i was 15 yes and i couldn't love her more no i went matter- recently not recently like three four years ago in vegas Lucky. and you know everyone kept saying like it's not as good as the old concert i mean it was fantastic I, she's just good and i like her kind of a mess with her hair up in a rat's nest she owned it and she was just fucking britney but she's and she great. was on drugs well, you know, performing <laughs> they had her on like i think it was lithium and something yeah, lithium. Else. oh wow and she still was and able to dance like was, that she still you know was she dancing like she was in her music videos no but was she dancing yes and then when she gave her testimony and like just dived into everything that they put her through the lithium um forcing her to perform at 103 degree temperature not giving her time off like you can completely understand why she changed the way that she has in her performance in her personal life and like I'm really pumped about this book because she has not stopped talking since she gave that testimony. She's given us even more insight to what she went through during her 13 year conservatorship. And while Jamie Lynn was going on her press tour for her book, Brittany did not keep quiet about all the like painful accusations that Jamie put in her book. She was very vocal about it. So if anybody thinks she's going to hold back in this book, they are sadly mistaken. Well, I think she has a hit list and she's, Checking it twice. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Can't wait. So other celebrities that are in trouble. Oof. 
Yes. Okay. Get ready for this one because this is a lot to unpack, but it is juicy. Okay. So everybody knows Real Housewives of Beverly Hills alum, Kim Richards. We know to know her is to love her. Well, this time it's not Kim that's making headlines, but it's her oldest daughter, Brooke. So Brooke's home was raided by the FBI. Okay. Brooke is married to the Fat Burger CEO's son. Fat so Burger. Watched Anybody that Fat Burger, you know. Yeah, Fat Burger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, the fast food chain, super, super lucrative out here. Okay. Everybody knows Fat Burger. So the CEO of Fat Burger has been accused of fraud, wire transfer, and tax evasion. He has allegedly used company funds to to um, purchase a bunch of stuff for his lavish lifestyle, including, we're talking like sports cars, um, does everything designer, planes. This is all allegedly, right? So the in connection to this case for her Brooke's father-in-law, they raided her house, okay? They took um, a bunch of devices. They took a bunch of documents. We don't know exactly where this stands. I think it's important to note that while they did raid Brooke's house, and this took place in December, but LA Times just put out the bombshell report about this. So nobody knew. It was kept completely under wraps, right? Brooke has not been named as a defendant. However, you know, it is juicy with all of her ties because, you know, it's her father-in-law. Yeah. Like, it's wild. And her husband, right? Her husband has been named, right? So... We don't know exactly because they did take a bunch of stuff from the house. So her husband has some sort of ties. Now, whether it is guilty by association because it's the father and, you know, we don't exactly know all of those details quite yet. I mean, a lot will emerge from this case. I think it's really funny because the CEO um, spoke out on these allegations through his lawyer and his lawyer basically said that the FBI and the government have it all wrong. So, you know, I think that's kind of laughable because... What else are you going to Well, how many criminals, especially of this caliber, go, yep, you guys got me. (laughs) That doesn't really happen. (laughs) It doesn't really happen. I mean, even you you look at historical criminals like Al Capone was a major mafia boss. And he went to jail not for all of the murders and smuggling, tax evasion. And he even then at, at no point. Did he say, yeah, guys, it was me. I definitely did it. That's not what criminals do. No. No. They deny. They lie through their teeth. Even when you get pulled over in a car, it takes a lot when the police officer comes up to your window. And I hope I'm not jinxing this because I haven't been pulled over in a long time. You know what? (laughs) They come up and they say, do you know why I pulled you over? And you almost never say, oh, yeah. (laughs) I was speeding. Mm-hmm. My bad. Give mm-hmm. me the ticket. Mm-hmm. Even if you happen to own the fact that you were speeding, you still say, well, but I'm in a hurry or my kid is sick or I just got this phone call or I'm late or whatever. You never, most people don't usually have the moment where they say, 100% my bad. Give me the ticket. We just got pulled away. over for speeding, of course. And the police off the baby's asleep in the back of the car, you know, we're speeding, but it's like, you know, no one else is around. And the police officer pulls us over. 
no freaking mask on, comes right up to the car, and and we're like trying to, you know, we're like, fuck, 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 okay, you know, and he opens the window and he's so loud, he wakes the fucking baby up. Unnecessary. Now you should not give us a ticket because you just woke up our two year old and you know what, and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry, and just gave us the tickets. So I'm like, I hate, I, I, I can't. I have a fun story. Whitney, I want, I want to see what you have to say about this extra, but I have one story about, I was in Canada and I've been to Canada multiple times and I was speeding, knowingly speeding. My daughter had to get to gymnastics, whatever. And he pulls me over and he's like, do you know why you're speeding? And I was like, I mean, he, do, you know, do you know that you were speeding? And I was like, no. He's like, are you American? And I said, yeah. He's like, that's you're going by the miles. You gotta look at the <gasps> kilometers. And I said, You're like, oh, oh yes. I was like, stupid me. Oh my God. And Skyler was like, hi, Mr. Policeman, do you have a sticker? And he's like, let me check. And he went and I was like, <laughs> I gave her a little typical, bump. typical Canadian <laughs> to be like, oh, oh, so let me solve your problem for you. He even gave as me I'm a, like pulling you over. He gave me a reason, which is like, oh my. I love you. Thank you. Did you still get a ticket? No. He was just like, look at the KM, not the miles. Canadians You're, are so that's nice. That's amazing. They're polite, not nice. Did you yes. say sorry? <laughs> I should have. Sorry. Kayla and I are both married to Canadians. Right. You guys are. So, you know, we, we're allowed to have those Canadian jokes. Now. Yes. I, like, didn't even understand that joke. It went completely over my head, to be honest. <laughs> okay, so let's come back to this whole yes. embezzling funds. Criminals never take ownership. I do think that there's this weird spin on the drama. It kind of makes it worse that it's the owner of a fast food chain. If this guy owned a bunch of banks or was a Wall Street guy, we'd probably go, yeah, that tracks. But instead, he makes hamburgers. He's already in a dirty business. Greasy business. Yeah, but I mean, like, look at how well he's done for himself. Like, one little chain has turned into God knows how many all across, you know, I don't know if it's just, is it just West Coast or what is it? Fat burgers are everywhere. I think all Midwest. I, I have a question, Whitney. So I read last night, I was like deep diving, and the dad was already, a, did jail time already. He oh, well, already, there you go. Yeah, he already did. He spent two years upstate New York the on- The plot thickens on another charge so he's a career criminal which is a career guys it's a career i think it's interesting too because it always makes me think i always go back to like Teresa judice and joe judice right from new york from real housewives of jersey right so when you get married to somebody it's sometimes scary like look at Teresa she had to go to prison for what her for tax like for what her husband did james see so i'm I'm gonna have to stop you only because I do not watch Real Housewives. Right. I am out of I know. Blue. Kayla doesn't watch it either. I watch we're it. We're gonna need, we're gonna need uh, to know. Yeah, you guys are I, I know. I knew, I knew you were my girl. <laughs> yes. We're okay. gonna need to know the relevance. Basically, bottom line. Okay, long story short, Tere- New Jersey housewife, Teresa Judice and Joe Judice, they are, she was an original cast member. Her husband got popped up in New Jersey. Does he own McDonald's? No. But you know no what? see he he thought the working man was a joke yeah he thought the working he thought the working man was a fool yeah oh, and so he basically did some funny tax stuff you know how you're look i'm married my husband be like hey you gotta sign this this tax sheet and you just sign it and she did something like that signed it and then it ended up being i think it was a tax evasion and actually tax fraud 
And do we? I, know I believe she really it was didn't know. Yeah. Like she was fully innocent. Oh, if you watch the show, homegirl, innocent. She cannot string together a comprehensive sentence using correct grammar. Got it. <laughs> oh no. But let's not. But you know what? She went to Berkeley. And she has major book deals. See, that's so what I'm wondering. Smart, you know what I mean? I'm wondering how much. I don't know. I they're don't know. Old, they're old school Italians. They're there are school. different kinds of smart. True facts. Because I know people that are geniuses with numbers, but put them in a restaurant or in a social setting and things go bad. Yeah. And yeah. vice versa, by the way. Yeah. But the Judaism stuff was so, it was so drama riddled because they both had to go to prison and they have like five daughters right yep. who all at the time all lived at home they were all i believe gia their oldest was under 18 at the time and so they had to go to prison instant so she went first i think she was there i want to say for 11 months it could have been a little longer she got released and then he had to go in but joe was not an american citizen okay he is from italy so after he got, after he was released, instead of being able to go home to his family, he got deported to Italy. Oh my God. And that is where he currently lives now. He's never been able to come back to the U.S. There are worse places to be deported I mean, to. Yes, well, I mean, he's, he, he's like in a great area too. Yeah. <laughs> but I have the thing about, I want to say this really quick about reality shows. I don't know any other forum. I mean, tons of actors, tons of different documentaries, but for some reason, these people, they come on and show an extreme wealth. And it's always a court case that after someone yeah, first sees always. I mean, they have like Lamborghinis, Bentleys, $10 million house, every, all the, they're adjacent the jeweler, they're all the jewels and then boom, FBI. And I kind of feel like they're a curse a little bit. Mm. Like, and it goes to show you how hard it is. Yeah. Well, I think too, like when you put your life out there so much and it's so public, you don't fly, you're not able to like, like fly under that fine radar anymore. You know what I mean? Like now you're on TV shows, hopping on private jets, um, you know, bragging about how much money you have and all your designer clothes and, you know, your Lamborghinis and this, that, and the other. And it raises a lot of red flags, especially like when no one knows what you or your husband do. Like you don't have a actual occupation. Mm -hmm. So I just rewatched Seven and he, they keep saying throughout the movie, he's taunting us, he's taunting us. <laughs> and I kind of think that there's an element of that where if you're running around in your Lamborghinis with your flashy lifestyle that eventually you're just gonna catch the attention. Well, and we all live in LA. We're all in the industry and we know how these individuals feel like they're above the law. Absolutely. And a lot of times they are, they Absolutely. get away with it and they have for years. And so then I think they get a little lazy until they don't and yeah, get away with it until they don't. Yep. Until karma comes back to bite them in the ass in the freezer. So they're, so someone's enjoying right now <laughs> about Kim Richards daughter who she wronged because she went to some private school around here in private school. They're just cracked open that bottle. Pop of in that bottle That's right. of champagne. Mm -hmm. Well, on that note, guys, thanks for being with us today. We had Kayla and Whitney. Thank you guys. So fun. And so fun. Join us next time. We're going to dig in a little bit deeper with some of our favorite tequila brands yes. and explore those a bit. So tune in to Team Tequila Talks. Thank you for joining the team, Kayla. Can we get a little you. bit more than Yeho? Yes, we can. Let's have. do it. And on that note, we're going to cheers we're and refill. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Bye. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.